Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media, and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels: The Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses r o s e s out of the snow o u t o f s n o w at gmail dot com, and you can support us also on Venmo. The the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are one one four three. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing the final episode, episode seventeen of the Thai BL drama series. Until we meet again, yay! Awesome. This was a great episode. Okay, this episode opens kind of sadly, yeah, with the funeral of Corn and In Touch, and basically the two dads trying to redeem the fact that they massively screwed up their sons' lives, which led to their sons' demise. And you know, it's really nice and all good to say you're sorry once the person's passed away, but it really doesn't fix the situation. But anyway, in touch's dad ends up red, wrapping a red thread around his son and Corn's finger. And he says, "You know what? You weren't together in this life, but you're going to be together next time you have another go around, and it's not going to end badly like it did this time. And when you do get back together, Corn, you're going to take really good care of it this time." And that's kind of how this scene ends. We then go to the uncle who was Corn's brother. Quietly weeping because he opens the fridge and sees this candy that Corn was playing with. It's of this little man on a stick with a fish that he wouldn't eat because it was from In, and he didn't want to eat because it, it was it was a gift. And it's weird how sometimes even good memories can be sad ones because even though they're a good memory, it's sad because that person is no longer in. That other person's life—it's a weird thing. You're going, why is it that way? Why is it that even good memories are sometimes causes of sadness instead of causes of happiness? It's kind of a weird thing. And I can't quite figure it out. I'm sure someone who was a very good student of psychology could give a much better explanation. And I'm not giving the explanation. I'm just going, whoa, this is weird. But anyway, so the brothers trying to deal with that. We then fast forward to the present, where Farm slash In Touch is about to pull the trigger on himself, leaving Pidin slash Corn, and Pidin's like, In Touch, do pull the trigger. Do not destroy Farm because you are mad at 
me as corn. Please do not do this. And Pideen realizes he's not really talking to farm right now. He's dealing with 100% pure in touch in the flesh. It's at this point that he slowly gets the gun away from farm and slash in touch. And at this point that the grandfather, uncle at Pisin, farm's mother and brother, Foom, come to the condo. And farm completely and utterly loses it at this point. He falls into a complete ball and just starts screaming out because he realizes that his grandfather is Korn's dad and is the one who led Korn to pull that trigger that night in the same room. And he just cannot handle that. At this point, Padine tries to really, really calm Korn, calm and touch down slash farm. And he's like, farm, it's okay. This is not the same story. This is not going to play out the same way. And it's at this point that he looks over at grandfather and he goes, oh my, this is my dad as corn. And his dad is his grandfather, the grandfather slash dad of corn looks at the two of them and goes, no one's going to try to separate you two. Like you were separated 20 years ago. And we knew you two would be coming back. We kept this apartment because we wanted it to be the same as it was 20 years ago for you. And we wanted to honor you and let you know that it's okay now. It's not going to play out the same way for you two as it did back then. And basically the two families come together and it's like, or the family comes together from porn side and says, you know, we're not going to mess with your lives like they were messed with when you were a couple before. And as for in touch's family, yeah, that was a really bad thing. What in touch's dad did to in touch, but your dad was really sorry at the end of it. And he also helped to make sure this condo was kept for you too and wanted you to know that he was sorry that things worked out the way he did because they did because of his actions and the fact that, you know, you guys passed away because that made his sky fall. And it's at that point that farm slash in touch kind of calms down. And it's also at that point that Pideen slash corn looks at everyone and goes, you know what? Yeah my dad shouldn't have reacted the way that he reacted. And yeah, in touch's dad should not have done what he did to in touch and turned violent and dragged him around or beat him up. But also this is mainly my fault because I decided to pull the trigger and I caused in touch to turn pull the trigger. And it's at this point that I think really we have the crux of the issue because Pideen slash Corin looks at everyone. He says, you know what? This time around, I know how to love well. And he's like, because I know how to love well, I'm not going to repeat the same mistakes that I did before because I was selfishly thinking of myself and instantly how to get out of a really uncomfortable situation. And I really think it's this that really sets Pideen as a person, aside from his previous self, Corn, And... PD knowing that, yeah, I was a total jerk in my past life for shooting myself and leaving my lover to deal with the entire family, you know, and the fact that I was gone from his life. And and PD's like, I'm not doing that again. I'm not leaving farm to deal with everything like I did before. And it's at this point that in touch our farm, as you want to call them, um, gets up and looks at um, PD and goes, you know what? I'm not going to keep blaming you for what you did, for pulling that trigger, because 
that you were not responsible for me dying. I, in the end, had the choice to pull that trigger. Not yeah, there were a lot of variables to do with. There was the variable of you being gone in an instant, of me realizing that I would have to deal with our parents and that whole mess and life without you. And I pulled the trigger, but still at the end of the day, I'm not going to keep blaming you for that, even though you did that. And it's at this point that I think they kind of make peace, both with their former selves and with their present selves. They then go to the hospital because farm was really worked up and also the grandfather's slowly weakening. Um, the grandfather we're left to believe will probably pass away after this. His health wasn't good to start with. I really think he was kind of holding on because he knew that this was going to happen and he wanted to be there to make amends for the past. Because what he did in the past with his son Corn, what he did in the past with In Touch, it led to massive ramifications for the entire family. Um, his younger son never spoke to him really after that. He actually changed his name to his wife's surname to get rid of the family name because he felt so terrible about what his father had done to Corn and led him to do. Um, and he never got to see Farm really. He never got to see Foom because of that whole thing that was caused simply because of his choice and how he decided to react to Corn and In being together. And I think he knew that he had to stay there long enough to finish trying to redeem the past and what he had done to those two. And he did that, and then he left. And as he's passing away, he turns to Pedina Corn and he says, I want you to make sure you take care of it. Because at the end of the day, when they were in the caskets getting ready to be buried, in Touch's dad, the main thing he was concerned about, he's like, you know, Corn, when you come back, you have to take care of him because you didn't really take care of him before, so you're going to take care of him this next time around. And as the grandfather's passing away, he looks at Corn slash Bedin and says, you will take care of Yeah, You're going to take care of Farm. And Pedin says, yes, I'm going to take care of Farm. I'm not going to not take care of him. And then we go to Basically, Farm has this dream where Pedin cuts this red thread that's tying them together. And he says, we no longer tie by the red thread, so we don't have to be together anymore. It's at this point that Pedin and his dreams, or Farm and his dreams going, well, Pedin, we're not just tied together for a red thread. We're tied together because we really care about one another. And Pedin in the dream says, no, we're tied together because of the red thread. And then he walks out of the dream. And this makes Farm wake up totally freaked out. And he's going, you know, I really should have decided to go and stay with New York for a week with my mom instead of being the strong person that I thought I was because I can't handle these kind of dreams. And it's at this point that he ends up going and having a date with Dean later on that next day, I think. And they're sitting together because um, Farm wanted to eat ice cream and he's got this huge container of ice cream, which is kind of funny because... For those of you who are familiar with the actor Fluke Nahut, she's this rather tiny person. I mean, no offense, he's just really small. And he's got this huge tub of ice cream. And you have Pedin looking at Farm eating the ice cream. And he says, um, Farm, are you going to eat the whole container of ice cream? And he's like, you know, you're going to get sick if you eat the whole thing. I know you're stressed, but really the whole thing of ice cream is probably not the best for you. <laughs> and Farm puts the ice cream down. He then looks at Pedin and says, you know what? I think we need to 
have some space for one another, to see if we really like one another or if we're just bound together because we were connected in the past. And Petey really doesn't say anything in the scene. And again, I'm going, well, Petey wouldn't probably say anything in the scene. He'd just be sitting there going, of course we care about each other. What in the heck are you thinking? But he wouldn't say that to Farm because he's a much more thoughtful person than saying that. But anyway, so for three months, Farm and Predeem are kind of separated from each other. Now, Farm will still make food for people, etc. And he still um, makes stuff for um, kind of dessert-y things. And the thing I think is interesting during this three-month period is at the end of it, um, Pideen goes to the kitchen where Farm does his cooking and asks someone to give him some of the desserts that Farm made because he misses his cooking. And it's at that point that he leaves a note with one of the other people that is the head of the cooking class at our cooking club. And the note says, never forget, like in the beginning when he was given the little treat by team and he held it up and put it on his Instagram or his Facebook. I think it was Facebook. And he put never forget. And it's at that point that Farm really, I think, has a turn in how he's looking at it. And he's going, you know, we are meant to be together. And he looks at the note and he says, I'm going to make loom plume for um, dessert for the swim team. And that is kind of a code word for him and Pideen because it is a wedding dish in Thailand, a wedding dessert. That basically means you have a strong, sweet love. And so he makes loom plume for the swim team. And gives it to team to give to the swim team. And it's kind of funny because team comes back um, after giving to the swim team and tells, um, tells Farm, he says, I want you to know that all of the seniors said that they liked the loom clue because he doesn't want to admit that it was Pideen who liked the loom clue because he knows that something isn't quite right between them. And so he just says, you know, all the seniors said that they liked the loom clue. And it's at that point that he gets a text from P.D. because P.D. has been texting him all through these three months. Like he'll text him in the morning and say, farm, remember to take your pills. Farm, did you have X? Remember to eat well. You know, it's like he's kind of the, the note taker that just continually sends these memos. But at the end of the day, um, farm is going to sleep again or waking up. You're not sure really which. And he has another dream where In Touch and Corn are sitting on their sofa watching TV or just talking. And In Touch says, you know, I think we should go to this wonderfully romantic place because I saw it in a soap opera and it's where the couple went when they were romantically inclined. And Corn is looking at him going, you know, you really watch too much of the dramas. We really need to fix this. And it's at this point that the In Touch sitting on the sofa looks at Farm and says, Thank you. And basically he's saying, you know, thank you for playing out our story well the second time around so that we can have peace as our former selves. And it's at that point he sees P. Deans just standing there in the shadows or in the sidebar. What do you call it? In the wing, maybe. It's a theater. He's in the wing. And he's like, you know, where can I go? I belong to P. Dean. He belongs to me. This isn't something I'm going to escape from nor is it something I want to escape from and he basically hops out of bed barefoot runs to the door like he's just going to leave the apartment completely without his shoes on and you're going boy he's in a hurry and he opens the door and Pideen is standing he's like how in the world are you there and he's in the same outfit he was in in the dream Pideen and he's like you know, I'm sorry that I, you know, um, Farm's just like, I missed you. I missed you so much. And PD's like, I know, I know you miss me. It's okay. 
And he says, you know, I had a dream where Corn and In Touch, they were happy, they were talking, and they were at peace finally. And he said, that's basically why I came over. And he then picks up Farm, throws him on the bed, and then does a kiss attack because he's punishing him. Yeah. And so anyway, that's kind of where this scene ends. Then the next morning you see, and they're basically, again, I like this show because there's very little... Um, there's nothing you really have to skip in this entire show. Now, I will say episode 15 and 16, I would probably recommend skipping some of it simply because of some of the topics discussed, both regarding sexuality and both regarding um, the suicidal stuff. But again, most people would not probably have any trouble whatsoever with the kids watching it. I just wouldn't want to have to explain it to very small children. If they're 14 and up, 12, 14 and up, yeah, perfectly fine. But anyway... So he's sitting there with Pedine and poor form. He's just grabbed Pedine like he's this big teddy bear and he's holding him like, you know, I've been away from him for three months. I'm going to hold him down and he's not going to escape. And it's at this point that Pedine's like, well, you said you wanted three months. I wasn't the one who said I wanted to be away from you for three months, Farm. This isn't my fault, okay? And he's like, I know, I know that was not your fault. And so they had this moment and, and P. Dean says, you know, I've had a lot of time to think over the past three months and I have changed my surname. And Farm is like, you changed your last name? Why did you change your last name? He says, well, I changed it to the last name of InTouch because I wanted InTouch's memory to know that I had changed my name to his name to honor him and to apologize for my previous act as corn. And, and Farm is like, you changed your name for that? And he said, yeah, I changed my name for that. And he says, you know what? He said, why don't you get in my wallet? And so P Farm grabs P. Dean's wallet and hands it to him. And he says, no, no, I want you to open my wallet and please open my wallet. And so Farm opens P. Dean's wallet and he sees that there is a note that he wrote P. Dean when he left his homework on the table in the library in one of the very early episodes, but didn't want to say it was him. And so he left a note saying, I found this homework. I hope you're able to, um, it's not too late for the homework to be useful. And Farmer's looking at the note saying, you knew that was from me? And he says, of course I knew it was from you. How else would I, you know, who else would it be from? And so it's at that point he says, you know, pull open the, um, Pull the picture out that's in my wallet. And it's a picture of, I believe, Del, Don, and PD. And he pulls the picture out. And in that picture behind it is the ring that In Touch always wore when he was alive. And he says, This is In Touch's ring. This is the most precious object I have in my life right now. And I want you to know it might not seem like much, but this is the most precious thing I have. And he says, Basically, this is for you. And he puts the ring on arms um, finger, not the ring finger, folks, so just to make that perfectly clear. And um, he says, you know what, when we graduate, I want us to be together, okay? We're going to be together for good, and we're not separating again. We're not doing this whole three-month thing ever again, Farm. <laughs> and Farm's like, yeah, okay. And I think it's kind of cool, because at this moment, Farm is perfectly okay with the relationship. And I don't think they would, I mean, you know, life happens, people disband, you know, they have these unalterable things that come up. But I really don't think with Farm and Pedine, their kind of characters, I see them being in it for the long haul. I don't see them being like, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. Also, I think the support of their families on both sides because of what had happened before and the ramifications they knew could happen if they didn't play it right, 
made it so that those two would be successful. Also, we have a little addendum with team and Wynn because Wynn decides to take team to go for a movie and he also helps team figure out how to order him coffee, a caramel macchiato with one and a half um, pump of sugar or syrup, whatever you want to call it. And I love this scene between team and Wynn because team is so trying to get it perfectly right and he cannot remember things worth a dink. And so what Wynn does is he says, okay, here's what we're going to do team. And he takes team's cell phone. He takes a picture of the caramel macchiato on the advertisement in front of the coffee shop. And he says, okay, what you're going to do team is you're going to go in, you're going to give them your name. And you're going to show them this picture of this caramel macchiato. And you're going to say you want a half pump of syrup with it. That way you don't have to remember the whole name and everything about it. And so then poor um, team comes back very ecstatic because he got the right drink, hands it to Wynn. And Wynn's like, okay, thank you. And then team's like, well, what other foods do you like? So um, Wynn starts listing all these different kinds of foods that he likes. And he says, and, and what foods do you like? Um, team and team says I like it and I love in this scene how there's one moment where Wynn says you know what we can learn about each other gradually we don't have to figure it all out today and then he basically takes um team's hand and says okay you ready we're gonna go now and they go to see a movie together and I think this really is a cool example of this couple I love how in one of the um outtakes for the show um both Bound and Prim are sitting there on the picnic table going you know we're the crazy couple of this film out of this series and really they kind of are but they're a neat couple I think because they are a little off-center, as it were, but they both care a lot. They just have a really hard time expressing it for both team and win. And I'm really looking forward to the new series called, I think, Between Us, that's coming out here this year at some point. I don't know when. Don't get me started. I'm really upset we don't have a release date for this one yet, peeps. Okay, I'm really, really troubled by that, but... I will get over this because it could be this spring and it could be we have to wait until the November season when BLs are again released in Thailand. And I'm really hoping it's not the latter. Okay. But anyway, so that's going to be really cool to see because that's going to take place basically at the same time frame as until we meet again, but it's just going to be exploring how team and win um, connected, how their relationship got started, etc. Also, we have a little side note where Manau ends up with the other leader of the swim team. And again, this is just a really awkward one. Okay, this is one of the reasons, the one thing that I do not like about Asian drama is how some of the women, I, they act kind of stupid. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude here. I'm just saying the complete honest truth here. And I'm not even saying that there aren't some women who act this way. I'm simply saying that I think it's really wrong to box in a certain sex of person and say that they all behave this way. And a lot of times in Asian drama, we do show women this way and it really annoys Anna. But Manau is yelling at the universe because she doesn't have a boyfriend yet. And she then turns around and the other leader of the swim team is there and he's got a flower arrangement for her because he wanted to say congratulations for um, being winning the acting contest second place. 
they then basically go into this whirlwind where she's like, yay, I now have a boyfriend. I'm like, okay, he gave you flowers. This does not mean that you have gone steady, that you have a boyfriend, that you are even in relationship. And I'm sorry here, but Anna just really had a problem with the scene because I'm like, we really rushed things with that couple. I mean, literally, I mean, one minute he's giving her flowers, the next minute he's spinning her around and she's excited because she's now in a steady relationship. And Anna's like, um, um, yeah, um, that's the best word I can think of for that. But anyway, we also have a little side note where Dell has ended up with Alex, and we really have no idea why. We have Manal who decided to go find out if this was true because it was posted on Facebook, and she's like, how could Dell, Pedine's sister, end up with the creepy guy, Alex? And I'm kind of right there with Manal on that one subject because I was like, how could anyone find Alex's personality anywhere close to attractive? I mean, no offense, he's he's a rather lecherous character, and Del is a very sweet, sensible person usually, and she ends up with Alex, and you're going, um, Alex, really? Out of everyone in the universe, I mean, there's a billion plus people, and you chose Alex? I mean, yeah. Some things never cease to amaze, but especially when you consider all the hell that Alex put Fluke through, or not Fluke, um, Pete Farm through. I'm sorry, I'm thinking Fluke the Touch Farm. But anyway, when he was trying to flirt with um, Farm, I'm just going, why would you ever want to date someone who treated someone as poorly as he treated Farm when he was trying to flirt with Farm? I mean, no offense. I'm like, if that doesn't give you a major heads up, like blaring lights and you know, alarm bells going off. I really don't know what would. But anyway, that's kind of the closing of their relationships. Again, I really like this episode, especially the end, because you have Farm and Pedine really coming to an understanding about one another. And also, I just want to say this is one of the most interesting productions I've ever seen for showing a healthy relationship with Farm and Pedine. And again, it's not because it's a BL. Honestly, I wish we had something like this in a rom-com, but I'm really not seeing the same kind of things with rom-coms. Um, the level of care and consideration that went into their relationship is something that I think it is worth noting. I mean, I remember being on one of the um, there's a music video I was watching for this show, and one of the people left a comment on YouTube that said, you know. This is one of the healthiest relationships I've ever seen it from. And I had to sit there and I went, you know, they have a valid point. Because I can honestly say I don't really know of many other relationships depicted on film that have this level of care and consideration and ending well for people that this series has for Farm and PD. And it's not because it's a BL. It's not because they're a same-sex couple. It's simply because those two individuals decided that they were going to do something well because they hadn't done it well before, and they played it well. And I really, really liked this series as a whole. It is, again, on his favorite series so far. I am still a huge fan of Stargate. I mean, it is a massive Stargate Atlantis in particular, okay, just saying. And I still love Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. But I have to say that I've had to put them in, like, second place as a tie with this one coming first, simply because it really is an exceptional production. The acting is stellar. The trying to figure out life when you're just starting college, I think, is an excellent 
project, the way that they did this. I've seen some other BLs where they try to, you know, show people trying to figure out life with college because a lot of the BLs, I mean, no offense here, typically revolve around kids in college or kids in high school. I really haven't seen a ton that revolve around older characters. I'm not saying like older, like we've got one foot in the grade here, peeps. I'm just saying, you know, we have few that have people in their 30s. I think one of the things I really liked about the new one from Korea called To My Star was that we finally had one that's about people in their 30s trying to figure things out. And I think that's a very interesting juxtaposition compared to the ones about the kids in high school, the kids in college, because we do have different things we face when we're in our 30s in our 30s than we have when we're in our early 20s mid 20s and this was a really interesting one to me because of that fact i'm also going to be checking out one called to my stranger if it's good i will leave reviews if not you probably won't hear a peep from me on it but because that one also looks like it's a Pinoy production, which I'm not very familiar with. But that's a series, like a micro series, that mainly features two people in their 30s, I believe. And that looked kind of interesting to me as well, or late 20s, early 30s. I'm terrible with ages, but guessing that. But that one looked interesting to me because we are dealing with people who are older. They're like 10 years older, which... 10 years isn't a lot, but it does make you think about things differently. I mean, for Anna, I mean, no offense, when I was in my early 20s, I was kind of the way I am in my 30s. But I was kind of weird because I do have the HFA and I've always kind of been the way I was. But like for me, the thing that I noticed is like with my friends that are in their early 20s or my friends that are in their 30s, they look at life differently. They, they've, they function differently at their 20s than they do in their 30s. I think in many ways, it's kind of complimentary to have friends who are younger than you and have friends who are older than you because you get the best of both worlds, as it may be, because you have the the viewpoint of someone in their early 20s who does look at the world typically a lot differently than someone in their 30s. And you also have the viewpoint, if you have friends who are in their 40s, of people who have had 10 more years of life and they have a different viewpoint because they've had more time and more experience to think about things. And again, that's a little side note, but I think this is my favorite production for also the fact that when the kids are in college, it shows them trying to figure things out, but also doing it in a healthier manner than some of the kids that are in college BL productions I've seen otherwise. Like, for example, the ones I'm thinking about are like, for example, The Love by Chance, the original one. There are several scenes that I'm going, yeah, it happens at college. There are people like a pond. Okay, I'm going to be completely honest. There are people like him and there are people that behave like him. But I really liked how in this series we had no one like a pond. We just had kids trying to figure out their life and also kids who really didn't behave like any crazy yahoos. And I, I'm not trying to be bad because I'm going, you know, we all have times and moments in our life when we do stupid stuff. I mean, everybody does stupid stuff at one point in their life or another. But, you know, I'm going, I'd like to see more dramas that are about college that don't involve people just completely flying off the handle and living rockishly, as it may be. Like, for example, the recent Tan Han Chan um, the Love by Chance with a pond. I do enjoy Love by Chance. I'm going to be watching that series in total here this year. 
Um, and I love Love by Chance too. Don't I mean? And again, I I like Love by Chance too. There we go. I like Love by Chance too. But again, it's not the same kind of aura as this production, where pretty much everyone's kind of at college to study, to make friends, and to live as normal human beings without many alters and altruistic diversions and i'm not saying that they don't have any times when they don't get drunk for example like with teen drinking way too much at the swim camp or like you don't have moments where people do do stupid things but it's not quite the same kind of level as you see in the tanhan chamati or the the by chance with a pond it's not the same kind of craziness and I think that's one of the things I think is interesting because, you know, I came from America and in America, when kids went to college, they typically completely went AWOL, for lack of a better term. I mean, you start off a semester with 100% of the people in your class and then by the end of the semester, 50% could be gone. I mean, it was crazy. And the thing I think is interesting is even in the Asian drama, you do have some of the rockish style, like A Pond, for example. But even in Love by Chance, I have to say most of the kids that went to college in that film that are depicted going to school are not sitting around drinking, partying, doing stuff that they would regret, regret the next morning like they would in an American production. And the interesting thing to me is I actually have some friends who are in college in Asian countries, and they're like, you know what, we don't do the same kind of things in our schools that, you know, typical American schools. He said, you know, we're watching movies about Americans in college and they go, we don't, we don't behave like that at all. And they're like, they were introduced to some high school dramas from the U.S. and they were like, we never behave like that in high school. And I'm like, this is one reason I'm moving overseas because I want my boys to have a good high school time. And it will be better overseas. They won't have to deal with quite so much. Now, does that mean that overseas doesn't have its problem? Does that mean that they're going to have a smooth sailing all through high school? No, because high school, I think, you know, everyone's teen years are kind of one of those things that you have to look at and go, you know, that's one of those things you just check off as a minus and then you add the rest of your life in as an addition, at least in honest opinion. Now, does that mean it can't be a wonderful experience? No, I totally believe it can. But for most people... I don't think the teen years are really that wonderful of an experience. I think it's kind of one of those things that you sit there and go, this is the path to adulthood. We are going to get through it. We are going to become an adult. And that's kind of how Anna looks at the teen years. Now, does that mean that we shouldn't have fun while we're being teens? No, totally. But it's kind of a tricky period of life. It's like you're in your childhood. It's not quite so hard because you're a kid. But then you get this weird time where you're not an adult and you're not a kid. And it's like, it's awkward and it doesn't fit well and you have to deal with it for like I don't know eight years and then you get through it and you're like huh thank goodness <laughs> but anyway and I don't know how we got on that big diversion but that is my final my review of the final episode of until we meet again episode 17 I cannot recommend this series highly enough, peeps. Check it out. I will drop a link in the description to the playlist. You can definitely watch all of them, and they have English subs. Bye! Hi, this is Anna. 
and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Roundtable, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F-S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The, the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R. The last four to verify are 1143. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.